Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast, where we bring you the best growth strategies from the world's experts to help build your business fast. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast. Joining me today is Kevin Hirutia, and we're going to talk about SEO. One of my weaknesses, although lately... Uh, I've been getting a lot better. This is one of the few marketing tactics that I haven't done personally. I take great pride in the fact that I've done a lot of these things personally and for long periods of time. But uh, SEO is one that I haven't. But before we jump in, and this isn't just your average SEO podcast, we're going to talk about specific tactics to uh, and hacks as I look at it to uh, to better your SEO. So before we jump in, though, Kevin, can you give us a quick background on yourself? Yeah, so my name is Kevin Rutia, and I'm the founder of Voy Media. But before this, I was a programmer out in Silicon Valley, and after I was working there for four years, I went. I went to start. I went to start my own like cleaning company, and we did a lot of. Uh, most of our traffic comes from SEO, and then I also did a e-commerce company and another luggage company where a lot of our traffic comes from SEO as well. But Voy Media, we focus on paid traffic. So that's a quick background of myself. I know how important SEO is, and I know what it can mean to an organization that does it well. Uh, however, most organizations I've been a part of don't want, don't have the patience for building it correctly, getting the backlinks, either paying for the backlinks or doing it organically, or putting the right content together on the website to uh, to attract uh, the attention of, of, of Google and, and search terms and rank for them. So when you reached out, I'm like, okay, this is a great idea. Let's, let's do an SEO tactic that uh, might have an immediate impact on you know, search uh, volume. Um, but before, before we jump into the, to, to that tactic in particular, tell us why SEO is important in 2021. So for me, even though at least at Voy, we mainly focus on paid, I still think SEO is probably the best tactic out there for long-term growth. And the reason why it's because you're just getting customers coming to your website or to your blog posts that are looking for a solution to a product they have, or they're looking to learn about maybe a solution. And if you can present yourself out there and you know essentially just show up, you're going to have customers that are really curious about your product or solution, and then essentially just get cheaper traffic and, and cheaper conversions. I think, yeah, like you said before, most people don't want to wait that six to 12 months to get traffic. But once, at least for once you start getting it and figuring it out, there's a, there's a reason why these big companies such as HubSpot invest so much in SEO because they know it's worth it. And yeah, I think, I think as you're sort of scaling your brand, you'll realize that paid is great and it's a great infusion of sales, but as you spend more money, it's going to get more expensive where SEO, it's kind of like the opposite where you're spending a lot of money, not seeing anything. And then later on, you're just, you, I talk to people all the time. They wish you started SEO earlier. The problem is um, most of the businesses that uh, I've dealt with, unless they're larger and, and can afford to wait it out, don't have the patience to see mm-hmm. if it's going to be right or not. So, for example, I'd say, okay, um, you're going to spend 60000 in the next six months on SEO, and you probably won't see any results <laughs> until months. Yeah. Most companies are like, yeah, right, dude. We're not, we're not giving you the money to do that. Uh, but I'm like, okay, that 60000 would be the best investment you'll ever spend but I understand why you don't want to do it. So they go to this other strategy and uh, you know, I, I'm going to lighten it a little bit, but essentially I call it the rent a girlfriend strategy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can rent a girlfriend 
you know, that's what I call paid SEM. Uh, and you can run it indefinitely. But you know what? As soon as you stop paying for that girlfriend, that girlfriend goes away. As opposed to having a girlfriend that you date and invest in, build time with, then you have a very loyal girlfriend that you're not paying for that pays off for the long term, two, three, four years without having to pay for it. You just have to, you know, take her out every once in a while, <laughs> invest in her, write her some letters in the form of blog posts, uh, and uh, just monitor to make sure, you know, you're still ranking on page one. So, uh, but even with that cute analogy, uh, it's still not convincing for a lot of companies. What do you say to that? Yeah, no, and that's exactly a great way to think about it. It's with paid, it's kind of like you're renting traffic, you're renting sales. You're not really, you don't really own anything. Um, and with SEO, you're really owning the content. You're owning the, where it's sort of delivered, how it's delivered, um, and I, I prefer SEO like that too. And I think a lot of businesses, yeah, they might think it's expensive, but in the long run, it's going to be even more expensive to, to realize that you might be too late because other competitors out there are already uh, waiting with content. And that's sort of what we see. And I think, at least from my, from my experience, it's going to be either two ways. If a company has done SEO in the past and they've seen it work successfully, the next company they start with or work at, they're going to start off with SEO. Or they're, they're going to figure out that like um, the other way, which is like, they've never done it before. And they want to start off with paid because they read bloggers they read other stuff. And they're like, they don't realize the power of SEO. I think it's the key is when the person actually realizes the power of SEO and SEO is great. I mean, if you think about Google, like their whole company is literally like a search engine. There's a reason why it's like, it works. People are searching for things every single day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if people understand the power of it, but they don't want, they don't have the patience or the money for it. I mean, especially yeah. when you ask them for, for a budget for backlinks. So like, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They don't understand that backlinks cost money. I'm like, yeah, it's not free. Like, and yeah. I think that comes with like, at least for you probably know, uh, is people think SEO is free because Google sort of kind of has like this weird thing where it's like free traffic. Right. But it's not really free. It's like a weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And people have to like it and, there's a whole lot of rules around what could be on a page or not on a page. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, and how fast it loads. I mean, there's all these rules and then all of a sudden they could change the rules and then yep. the traffic dips by half. And you're like, well, what the heck? Uh, yeah, but the flip side happens too. your traffic can double. It's, it's a, it's a weird game. It's a weird thing. Yeah. And it's like, and the thing too, it's like even guys like that do SEO or people that work for you, it's like you never know when Google will update anything. They just don't tell you. And it's like kind of what you said overnight, your traffic will dip or or double. And you're just like, what happened? You're like, well, I didn't do anything yesterday that was different than what I'm doing today. So <laughs> some algorithm change, yeah. you know, that, uh, they don't notify you until I, I think you get a, like a four hour notice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's let's say that you've been uh, thinking about doing SEO and you want to kind of tiptoe into it. So you've come up with a tactic that I found pretty remarkable uh, that's slightly controversial, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell everyone why after you state it. But it's basically about writing comparison pages of other products in your space to steal their traffic. So why don't you set that up and explain what you mean by that? Yeah, so when we talk about comparison pages, we really mean uh, the way I've seen it and the way we've done it work really well is your company versus another company, right? So let's say a big company that does this really well is probably Klaviyo. Klaviyo is an email marketing platform based out of Boston and they compete with something like MailChimp. So if you Google Klaviyo versus MailChimp, 
then you'll see that they have pages uh, comparing their product versus the competitor's project product. And this traffic works really well because it's really, you're really, if you think about the buyer cycle of the person searching for this, they kind of want to just make a decision and they want to just be pushed over edge just a little bit more either to one solution or another one. So for you as a brand, you want to make these pages that way you can say, Hey, look, this is why we're better than that competitor you're thinking about and why you should try our free trial versus theirs. And another way to think about it too, it's if you don't have traffic, let's say your brand new business, Clavio is a big company, but let's say it didn't. When people are looking for MailChimp, you can potentially show up now under their brand term and be seen as an alternative because people are looking for these alternatives. And that's kind of like um, the whole like SEO space and sort of keyword you're thinking about. It's these verses, but also like brand name alternatives. And if you can rank for these, that means people are looking, people, people are really looking for another product or service and they've already been educated on the market. So now you just, you just need to talk about your features and maybe your pricing and why you're a little bit different. All right. Um, let's say you haven't done any SEO uh, strategies whatsoever and you start with this. Is that something you recommend or you wait, do you say, hey, just wait a while um, until you build up some organic keyword ranking and then deploy something like this? I would start off with this like almost immediately. And the reason why is because you're going to be leveraging the other brands, brand keywords to sort of get traffic yourself. And that's why this tactic works so well, because if someone's even looking for just MailChimp alternatives or, you know, product name alternatives, then you can potentially show up on page one or two. And the thing about this too, this tactic is I know when you're searching for, let's say like, you know, dog treats, like people search for like, maybe the first two web, two websites on, on the top 10 of Google. But when people are looking for alternatives or product alternatives, they're going to be searching all the way through like the first page or second page because they're just looking for options. So even showing up on the top two pages is a great, and you're, obviously you're not going to get tons of traffic, but the people looking for this, this keyword are going to be looking for like, they're going to be diving deep into uh, what other solutions are out there. Why would you rank though for something like that if you don't rank for anything else? The reason why you might rank is because in your keyword, you're going to have like the brand name and then that brand name is going to be so effective in the URL. I think the URL is so important when you're thinking about ranking. And of course, like you're not going to rank overnight. It's still over time, but uh, you're sort of leveraging that brand's uh, name into your URL. So that if your URL contains, like say, for example, I'm using MailChimp, but this is an example. In your URL, you want to have MailChimp. And then also in your H1, you want to have MailChimp. And then you want to at least have an H2 that says like MailChimp versus your competitor. And then another H2 that says MailChimp alternatives. And then you'll sort of use that to sort of tell Google like, hey, we, we want to rank for this sort of like branded name plus like alternative keywords. But of course, you're not going to rank overnight and you might need some traffic and you might need some links, but uh, it's easier than like the broader terms um, that you, you might not rank for. Okay. Uh, and then, so would you recommend they promote that with social traffic to have some links right out of the gate? Or how, how would you recommend they promote that article so that it has a potential of showing up higher in the search results? Yeah, so how, how would I promote that traffic would be easy. I would say like, in the beginning, I always tell people like, you need to use your website. Like most of the traffic, let's say you have no links, then you need to be doing some basic link building, such as, you know, posting it on Twitter, posting it on Facebook, posting it on Google, plus whatever the networks are these days, Pinterest as well, to sort of get some base links. And then if you're looking for to actually grow these pages, 
then you actually start needing to do outreach and reaching out to these other third party. But most likely people don't really, people might not link to these sort of comparison pages. So you might need like other content pages that are more easily linkable, like linkable assets, we call them. And then in, and then from that linkable asset, then you link to your sub page because you're like how to articles might get more traffic and might get more links than these sort of comparison pages. Okay. Um, what else would you recommend they do with that page updated over time? Or what, what, what other recommendations do you have to make sure that that's ranking pretty high? It draws traffic and then people see the comparison. They say, okay, mm-hmm. um, I was looking at uh, HubSpot. Now, now I'm seeing Clavio and uh, maybe I should look a little deeper within you know, the, the, the site here. Uh, yeah. So obviously you're going to want links to the product or, or links to something. Uh, to help people understand what your offering is versus the competition that you just named in the uh, in the article, is there, is there anything else? Yeah. So something I've seen is at least HubSpot does this really well. So HubSpot, if you look at it, if you want to, exa- people want an example of a company that does this really well. HubSpot is a massive CRM company. They compete with like ton, like Salesforce, etc., Soho. They have like Zoho alternatives, and like that is literally like their pages. And obviously, it's a controversial, but like the biggest companies in the world are doing it because it's like completely makes sense. But how HubSpot has done it is they up, they constantly update their pages with awards that they won to say, hey, look, this is why we're better than Zoho because in 2019, we got this award and this is why you should pick us. Um, and a big one that they also do, I've seen them do a lot is they, they'll constantly update the pricing on the page. So they might be testing different pricing or say like, hey, look, we're cheaper this way. This other company is more expensive. Um, and another way that I've seen people, people need to do is just come in and update with uh, recent reviews. So let's say you wrote the article last year in 2020 and you have a review on there from 2020. You may want to come in and update it with like a recent 2021 review. And the reason why is because people are always looking for the newest thing. And if your thing even looks old, especially in like software, people think that you're not updating it. So you want to come in and at least have fresh content to say, hey, look, this thing still works or make it relevant to it right now. But you don't, you don't want to change the URL, right? You oh, no, definitely not the URL. No. Yeah. What about the title? Uh, the title, I think the title is fine. You can play around with it, but it usually... I like to stick to what I know kind of works. So either like, like for example, HubSpot does like Zoho alternative yeah. and... I would just always keep it like that. If that's like the keyword you're ranking, want to rank for. So I would definitely think about what is that head term? Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, do, I, wanna, yeah. I want people to be careful that they don't update something that totally throws it off. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Definitely not the, definitely not the URL, like URL, like if you have to like think about what you're doing and if you're updating, make sure you do it right. 301 redirect. Yeah. Okay. Anything else around this particular tactic that uh, you want to cover? I think for this tactic, I think like, oh, the, what, the reason why I think it's so, I, I think it's probably so effective and you can just think about this as a tactic for tons of different uh, services or products you might have that your product competes against. And really for this, it's think about, if, what, think about your search experience when you're looking for stuff, what would you want to see? And then how can you make a page that sort of shows all that? That way you can um, do it. And, and then again, people think that like, this might be legal or l- weird. I, 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 it's such a big thing now that like, uh, I think it's like even commercials do it nowadays. And I, I think it's probably one of the it's best. It's not illegal or weird. Yeah. I, I would disagree. And I also say it's a, I think it's a brilliant tactic. I mean, uh, I always look for comparison sites regardless. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Now, you're, anyone going to the site is going to know it's biased, but at least they get some perspective yeah. and they could see, well, this is the feature I wanted and they, the other one doesn't have it. So, you know, maybe it's something I should, I should take a look at. Yeah. For but, sure. Uh, yeah. And I think for, yeah, I think people just to give it a shot. I think it works really well. And we've seen it work really well with almost every industry and niche nowadays. And kind of what you said, probably there's tons of these like comparison sites out there because people are actually looking for this content. Yeah. I, I, I know I am. Yeah. yeah me too. Uh, all right. So uh, tell us a little bit about um, what you guys are doing at Voy Media and uh, what's the, the key action item you want people to, to take as a result of, of listening to this? Yeah. So at Voy Media, we, we help brands scale on, on paid traffic, but really for people looking to do anything um, on, on, on traffic or even like landing pages or anything like that, or even content marketing, we do have a book called Digital Marketing Made Easy that it's on Amazon. So if, but, but it's, if people want a copy, feel free to email me, Kevin at Voy Media, and I can give people a free copy. So, but yeah, if you're looking for that, just to learn marketing or even more marketing tactics like this, you know, just our book has a lot of this stuff on there. Excellent. Okay. And uh, last question I have is where do people find you if they have any other questions? You gave out your email address. Is there um, a Twitter handle or something like that? that you <laughs> yeah. So I, I love using Twitter. Twitter is probably like my favorite place. Uh, so my Twitter URL is twitter.com forward slash Danist, D-A-N-E-S-T. It's like an old username from like high school. <laughs> Yeah. How young are you, Kevin? Yeah, who made up there? They didn't have Twitter when I was in high school. But... <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, um, thank you very much for being on the show. Great tactic. And uh, if you've got anything like this that you want to bring up in the future, let me know. Yeah, perfect. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Thank you.